to all the dreamers who do uh, welcome to our episode uh, with divyanshu dumani uh, the ceo and co-founder of uh, tag mango also a social media influencer uh, so divyanshu how are you doing man all good man life is great startups pretty crazy so can't complain <laughs> so divyanshu i know for a fact that you know uh, as you know you're one of the youngest people to be backed by y combinator the twitch founder xrm media and i know it looks very glamorous but i'm sure there's an aspirational story behind it which involves a lot of hustling a lot of iterations rejections sure. interactions so i'll try my best uh, to decode your journey uh, so uh, awesome. can you please help me like understand what is the good work you guys are doing at tag mango sure um i mean i can talk directly about the company and startup in terms of uh, what we are building per se and then we can decode the overall struggle and the story behind actually reaching where we've reached till date so primarily uh, at tag mango we are building business tools for creators so we are helping creators social influencers youtubers overall monetize their audience one of the biggest pain points out there for content creators is that they have audiences that believe in them uh, and the only way they can effectively make money is through brand partnerships but the number of brands that grow along with the number of creators that we are seeing in terms of a boom is not in symmetry so there's a massive gap being created where uh, the number of creators in the country are exponentially growing however the number of people spending on influencer marketing is not so to cater to that gap there are a bunch of creators with a million plus followers realizing that hey we've gotten into this we've gotten the fame and the reputation uh, but there's no money in the bank and uh, to solve for that particular problem itself we said that all this while the real gold mine has been for every creator their audience itself so why can't the creator effectively go to the audience and say that hey if i provide you this particular service or this particular value add would you be willing to pay and 1% of that audience which is you can call like a super fan or you can call someone who really trusts that particular creator are willing to say that because this particular creator has given me value over the last 1 2 years throughout his or her content piece i'm willing to take out my wallet and make that payment and uh, that payment could be for exclusive content that they get for the creator from the platform uh, could be exclusive access that they get from the creator itself um could be on the education side where the creator is hosting workshops tutorials etc uh, etc et so any form of service in in terms of where they can monetize their content can be done on the platform and the platform enables everything end to end so from the creator asking for the payment to also deploying that particular service happens directly on the platform itself so that's what we've built at tag mango um massive scope overall from a creator side of the world and uh, we are seeing like incredible growth in numbers um we are seeing case studies where people who were making 30000 per month in in through their offline wow. kind of uh work are now making more than five times of that so he, there's a creator called khan trickster he made 30000 per month through his offline teaching what he used to do he's got like 300000 followers on instagram uh, but had zero money through brands zero money through any other format of his social following uh in the last 3 weeks he's made 1 and 1/2 lakh rupees from the platform by putting out service on the platform itself so for him his life is entirely changed uh how he's going to send his kids to school how he's going to buy medicines for his parents everything end to end has changed so so we are like super super 
the team is extremely pumped right now with respect to what we are building and the kind of response we are getting right so the match before i just talk more about tag mango can you just help me sure. understand uh, i i saw this interesting uh, video of yours uh, where you talk about on a coffee yeah. conversation this name tag mango and the idea came up what can you explain me what is tag mango is it like mango is like a fruit or what is it this is the most common question that i get <laughs> with respect to what uh what tag mango what the name is so usually i tell people and this is my standard answer now i have prepared this well that there are two <laughs> stories to this uh one is one is the real story which i'll share and the other is the pr story that we usually sell to news media outlets and <laughs> investors and all of that please please have so, it yeah so the real story goes this way um both hasan and me my co-founder hasan and me both of us are very very bullish on speed so we say that hey we need to be fast in execution uh and when we actually came up with the idea for tag mango initially this is the previous model we said that let's not ponder upon the name for a long period of time because a lot of people delay execution because they do not finalize upon the name so we say that hey we have a hard stop of 2 weeks in order to which we have to find the name and finalize upon it that's it because then we get registered and get get the ball rolling so we got down to it figured and and the only requirement with respect to the name was that we wanted a dot com name like that's the standard requirement and we were open with offbeat names like a zomato is a very offbeat name right. there's no particular meaning out there um so we were we were open to that so when we started out we started doing a lot of permutation combination put down a list of things list of my names and connected to me hasan's names his family fruits vegetables animals uh whatever element and factor you can think of and we were doing permutation combination to figure out what's a cool name um so then we put down then it was close to the two weeks and we put down social media metrics in terms of what are words around social media um uh, so we put put up i think like shares subscribe tag a bunch of these things we were picking up uh and uh, along with that we were like doing permutation combination with fruits at that point of time so tag orange came uh tag guava came and then tag mango.com was available <laughs> so since the .com name was available we said hmm looks interesting and we had this 15 20 names that we narrowed down upon with respect to the .com Uh, and that was the last day i remember that we had to finalize upon the name we said tagmango.com sounds very very atrangi very different overall it has a catchy tone to it we we called up four to five people we said that hey what do you think what do you think he said sounds good let's finalize let's go after it uh so this is like the real story there's not a lot of action in it but the pr story what we sell right now is very very fun so um usually when someone asks me this question i say that this is a very well thought name we we spent a lot of time thinking about this <laughs> name in particular <laughs> and then then i say because we are around the social media side of the world so we were looking at uh so we were looking at connotations to social media and that side of the world so we took up tag as a sweet spot everyone understands tag and then uh, one of the objectives and missions at our company is that we want to build financial independence for the aam aadmi so mango is a connotation for mango people uh, and us building financial independence for mango people and the aam aadmi out there is how we came up with the name so this is the pr story that we <laughs> go forward and sell to to most people so that's like the the background behind the name man nice nice so uh, the rancho tell me one thing you mentioned about onboarding these interesting artists 
Uh, so what is the process you guys follow here? Why should like a creator? How do you guys sell this platform to uh, these artists? So how do we sell the platform? Primarily, it's a it's identification of the gap. Um, so we tell them that hey, you will only be able to make X amount of money through brand partnerships. Uh, we are very very confident that you can five X that revenue uh, through the platform. Uh, if you don't make it, we'll we'll pay you for the same. Uh, okay. so we are that confident. Yeah. So we are that confident in terms of like, you follow this offering, you follow this marketing plan. Uh, you're definitely going to make money and we are selective in terms of the creators, uh, that we effectively go out there and say that, Hey, this is an offering that we can provide you to. Um, and, uh, most people agree with it. We are now, now that the entire creator ecosystem is starting to know about this, entire platform and a lot of people, there's a lot of noise around the creator ecosystem with respect to tag mango. So, so it's becoming much more fun. Uh, people are already getting educated while we are reaching out to them. So it's becoming much easier to like convince them to come onto the platform. Um, the only friction that comes is that they're still very skeptical around monetizing their audience that, Hey, what will the audience's response be? And again, like that's, that's for us to convince as a product that, Hey, if, if you follow this offering and this pricing model, uh, we figured this out. These are the case studies of people who are already making that much money from the platform. So why not you? So that's how, that's how we go about reaching out and talking to these creators. Right. You have this very interesting space, actually, you know, who do you think are your competitors? Because, you know, I see, you know, these platforms with massive user base, like YouTube or sure. Facebook, you know, if they change the strategies a bit and, you know, they also introduce the mango. Uh, elemental it do you think that can cannibalize your sales or is there more to your product which uh, you know makes it unique um in it i missed the middle part in terms of you meant that youtube or those players thinking of coming into the space is yeah. that the question if they make it okay. easier to monetize monetize their you know sure so YouTube is doing it even right now. YouTube has been doing it before we're effectively doing it. You can also build membership communities on a platform like YouTube at this point of time as well. The challenge with a bigger company like a YouTube is that they are not very creative focused in terms of building that particular product or that niche because their core product is different. Um, until you don't work extremely closely with the creator to understand what the problem statement is, it becomes highly difficult um, for the creator to also monetize their audience base. So YouTube already has a membership. So it would, it would particularly be very, very direct competition for us. Um, that being said, there are a lot of things on the, on the, on the product side that we are doing, which differentiates us largely from any of these, these players. Um, whenever someone asks me that, how do I look at tag mango, like five years down the line? Uh, I usually respond that we'll be the sixth logo behind the truck. Primarily, if you're if there's a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, the sixth logo will be Tag Mango, which will connote that all the premium stuff for a particular individual uh, will be available on that particular platform. So if there is content which is behind a paywall, if it is courses which is behind a paywall, if it is commerce uh, merchandise which is behind a paywall, or even if it's like NFTs for that matter down the road. Um, people will understand that, okay, this is the premium side of this particular individual where all the content or, or all the factors that are there are behind a paywall. And I can 
potentially purchase into it uh so so the standard would be that hey please subscribe to my youtube instagram and tag mango like two years down the road that nice. i can that'll be the standard nice 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 uh like i'm sure man this will be a reality just in like couple of years you know with the kind of amazing product and unique features you're bringing you know so you mentioned uh that something in tag mangoes you work very closely with creators which uh you know yeah. like what a facebook will not do because they are such a huge base they have, they can't cater to every the artist so that's something unique you know you guys bring here uh so the vanjo here i just want to move forward to this very uh this question i had for a while about a two sided market sure. you know for a venture yeah. like tag mango uh in this yeah. social media space you know you to grow you either need a uh, supply uh, which is you know like a lot of users uh, customers signing up to your platform which pulls the demand or you have a lot of uh, which or you have a lot of uh, supply you know in terms of uh, creators sure. you know who are getting onboarded and then pulling those customers you know to your platform sure. so how do yeah. you see it growing from a two side market so initially yeah so we are not a two sided marketplace right now we are a one sided marketplace um so we've effectively built this toolkit like a saas product where a creator can come in and build their community and and their offering and their pricing and start uh sharing those things with their audience and get their audience onto the platform that being said um i think a year down the road we will figure out discovery for those creators on the platform so creators getting discovered like you get discovered on an instagram youtube and different platforms right um but right now the focus is primarily on the one sided marketplace where we just focus on increasing the funnel of creators on the platform and their responsibility to build or bring their audience on the platform itself got it got it um thanks a lot for providing this perspective devanshu uh just want to now understand you know i want to take you back a little bit uh and just want to ask sure, man. how did you actually become a social media influencer when did you realize you know the power and the potential of social media so back story to this would effectively be that in second year of college i was doing this social entrepreneurship venture called wake up kid um and in that particular venture we used to build a lot of uh social awareness video content and uh one of the video pieces that we made and we used to we had a facebook page that grew to like 13 14000 people back then um and uh, one of the things one of the content pieces that we pushed out was where both me and my co-founder back then both of us were directly like talking to the camera and sharing our thoughts on a particular like on a particular topic around social awareness itself and that particular video did extremely well so that gave me insight that hey this looks extremely interesting this is second third year of college um in terms of a space i then dive deeper into it i looked at what's happening in the western nations uh, around the space itself how creators are growing how social influencers are growing and then i thought that this looks a very ripe opportunity for entrepreneurship to be built on top of it uh the reason like i would not call myself a pure content creator it's like i got into it from an entrepreneurial approach saying that hey you can build an audience base and then you can use the use that audience base to monetize in different formats like that was the thought process from the very beginning uh so college got over and i was looking at what are some of the opportunities that i could potentially look at and i had taken out like 3 4 videos back then during college as well and uh 
and one thing led to the other man i think uh, there was no standard plan of action there i kept putting out content and i was working on a few things on the side as well um and one thing led to the other then colleges started inviting me uh, i think two months after graduation and iit invited me to come and speak there so my dad was like yeah. tum kya bolega yahan pe tumko kyu bula rahe hai log baat karne ke liye i'm like uh, baat to aapka sahi hai <laughs> but uh, but since since that kind of sense of validation started uh, coming in as well i looked at it that this looks extremely interesting uh, to double down upon and then that's the journey around being a social influencer uh, start picking up right so the rancho would buy our uh, you know these institutions like uh, iits you know other uh, nmims they're calling you what do you talk about why should they sure. listen to you that's a great question man uh, they should have asked me this previously <laughs> but uh, back then back i think i think what happens is and i've been thinking about that very very closely Mm. um influence in its core sense means who has influence i think the question is rather that who has influence and who has the right to influence you so anyone who is able to create some kind of emotion in you um be it happiness nostalgia um be it be it any form of value add as well where you're taking away some kind of a knowledge of it um and and you are constantly providing that unique set of influence a unique set of emotion on a consistent basis then your influence meter keeps increasing and uh, because i was putting out like so much of content on social and i was always on someone's social feed and uh, my content was also around motivation communication entrepreneurship etc etc so so that usually allows people to take action around something and when i have gotten someone to take action uh, and directly impact their life then my influence meter is by far the highest uh compared to even a comedy creator or anyone else for that matter so because that influence meter increased so much and people resonated with what i shared people really took action on the basis of what i shared be it in the little things around in their life that is the reason that they said that hey we want to hear this guy more often uh and maybe have more of a personal interaction around the same back then i had no idea why they were calling me now i understand why those guys were calling me effectively because i've been working on the space so closely uh and by entire product uh and evolution has been in that format uh so so that was primary primarily the reason of being called by and i am an iit and and go about talking about it and uh, the conversation there it was yes it was around um, inspiration so i used to talk about things that i did back in i did back in college and really helped me uh, become the person i am today mm-hmm. uh, and along with that i used to talk about social media a lot how the opportunities along with social media uh, are there and uh, what can college students particularly do in order to like double down upon it and like amplify it so those were like points of conversation that we used to have got it got it uh, and the rancho since now you touched upon influence and a positive emotion such as motivation leadership i'll now probably yes. dumb it down and take you to a more negative emotion of setbacks or failures Please. i think you are uh, yep. you are pretty familiar with that you, know, you were uh, at dosco you topped your pre boards unfortunately you could not perform uh, 
in your boards and your dashboards are going to Delhi University, as you mentioned before. Uh, you were planning sure. to for the Deferred MBA programs, you know, the Harvard two plus two or the Stanford sure. uh, Deferred program. Yeah. But, you know, again, uh, it did not work out for you. Also, uh, I I've seen a pattern that you know you mentioned uh, many times that how you got fame, but did not know how to monetize it. So again, man, sure. like, I just want to understand. Uh, you've dealt with a lot of uncertainties in your life, but you never quit. You had the option of going back to your uh, family business, Marwari, uh, Marwari business of like uh, garments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still kept at it. You kept at your podcast of Divan Shudamani show, and uh, here you are today. So, can you please tell me, you know, uh, what was the mm. process? You know, you follow when you face with these setbacks, and how do you motivate yourself to get up and start hustling again? Huh. Um, so man, I think a lot that happens or has happened in my life has primarily been, um, I've always been someone who, who's dived right into it. Um, that if I see that there is a potential opportunity in something, I dive right into it without thinking twice. And that's how I am as a person. Even if you ask my friends, there's an opportunity to take a trip where we can like fly down the next day. I dive right into it. Um, so what that mindset allows is that even if something does not work out, there is always something new to look forward to. Um, and there is a, there is, of course, there is a period where you do feel low. And you start doubting yourself around the questions. There's another like major setback that I had. I'll tell you that I'd built an audience, very strong audience on Facebook of about 200,000 people, uh, very strong cult. My video views were clocking at least 40, 50,000 in like a couple of hours back then 2018 itself. But uh, Facebook changed its organic funnel like overnight. Um, and I had built another page as well called the Soch Network. Uh, the Soch network that had like 700,000, 800,000 people who followed the Soch network back then. And we clogged over hundred million views independently on that page itself. And it was just a thought that I wanted to build that looks like an opportunity gap that can be filled. Facebook killed its organic reach. Um, I did not, I made the mistake of not distributing uh, audiences through, across social platforms because I was also early. I was learning on the go, young guy trying to figure things out. Uh, manage a team, do a bunch of things. Um, and that was a huge, set, huge setback because you've put in that work, you've put in the content, you've put in so much of effort to like build that audience, but then that happens. So, so when, when any of these things happen, there is a lull period uh, where you kind of go into your shell. Um, but usually when I go back into that shell, I give myself a deadline saying that, Hey, you have the opportunity to be in this particular shell for the next, let's say seven days or 14 days uh, and do whatever you want for the next seven to 14 days and put a deadline to it. But after these 14 days, you've got to get your ba shit back together. Mm -hmm. um, and when, when that kind of a mindset kicks in, then new opportunities automatically start coming up. And it's very, very surreal um, to be very honest. Nothing of this was planned. Nothing of this was planned. It has been very, very ad hoc. Uh, the core personality trait that has allowed me to do any of this is that I jump right into it um, without spending too much time overthinking. Um, and that, that is, that is the way to go. I feel.
Right. And while just talking to you, I get this vibe. You know, you are the guy who really likes to execute things on the go. And you mentioned this before as well. So I guess that's one of the yep. reasons why, you know, you always succeed in whatever you do. Like it's the Devansh Devani show. You know, your uh, popularity uh, and, you know, your motivation talks. There's always something in execution part to it. You know, only when you execute it, you will actually know uh, what works. Absolutely, what works. man. And I think you are the guy 100%. Who's, who's built out of... I know, would... Like a hustler, like a hustler, and a guy who's feel a lot of rejection. Totally. You know, the approach is great. And I hope a lot of people, uh, if they watch this, uh, they learn. Uh, they will. <laughs> think from you as well. Uh, so, uh, Devanshu, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, about, in one of your in one of your interviews, about how Y Combinator, uh, the three-month program, sure. changed the way, uh, changed your life completely and also your business model. But first of all, sure. I want to understand why do you think Y Combinator chose chose you uh, chose your startup Tag Mango. Hmm. Why do we think Y Combinator chose our startup Tag Mango? So, so to give you some context, this was our second time applying to Y Combinator. The first time we applied, it was three months into the company where we were still idea stage product had just launched on the day we went for the interview. We said that we have to launch product because we are getting into the interview. Okay. Uh, we, we, we got through the interview, but the first interview, again, we did not have a lot of product insights. We did not have customer feedback. Uh, we did not have traction. So those were challenges. And when you work on a product, you automatically, and you're working on it day in, day out, you'll automatically kind of understand what's working and what's not working because your customer will effectively tell you, the data will tell you. Uh, the next time we went for the interview, and I remember one interesting thing that happened during the interview, we were effectively selling to brands back then. Uh, so, so the interview was happening in Misho's office. Um, so the YC guy said that, Hey, why don't you get the Misho guys as a customer okay. uh, in that, like at the end of the, at the end of the interview, that's said, Cool. Um, I went back home and then I started reach out, reaching out to everyone from Misho, uh, from the founder with it to, to the influencer marketing team, everyone out there. Uh, but did not get a response so quickly. But since I was in Bangalore, I said that let's double down upon it and figure out a way. Because the interview happened in Misho's office. I went back to Misho's office saying that, hey, YC came for the YC interview yesterday. I wanted to meet with someone from, from Misho itself. So they gave me access. I went to the receptionist, said I knew the name of the influencer marketing guy. Uh, I think Ahmed was the name. So I said that, hey, can I speak with Ahmed for some time? I'd come for the YC interview. Uh, and she pointed, pointed out that, Hey, he's standing right there. You can go chat with him. I'm like, cool. Let me go chat with him. Uh, so I went there. I, I spoke to him again, use the YC tag that, Hey, go went came for the YC interview. Um, they were building the school product, which can be very relevant for me show. And then he said, Hey, I have 30 minutes right now. We can potentially talk, uh, and I'll get my marketing guys as well. So then I pitched them the product and we started a pilot with them right after this is the second day after the interview. And we started a pilot. So we got Misho as a client Mm -hmm. and then Misho went on to become, uh, after the pilot, Misho went on to become a repeat client for us. So they did a second interview. So the day we went for the YC interview again, Eric, Eric was our, uh, interviewer. So he was the interviewer the first time as well. And he was the interviewer the second time. So he remembered our faces, right? Uh, because I mean, they, they remember what they are hearing usually. So the first thing we entered and said. Um, before even they asked us a question that, Hey, we came for the YC interview six months ago. You said that you need to get me, you should get Misho as a client today. Misho is a repeat client doing this much of business along with us. And that's when we kind of, um, held the reins to the interview. Um, and 
second time in we were much more we'd made a lot of progress with respect to the startup uh we were having decent traction we'd worked with we were working with a incredible number of brands back then we had a lot of product insights and uh, and because we knew the company so well um they they bet on us um that is that is the company plus the founders the founding team they liked the founding team the first time as well and my background as a creator my co-founder's background from the tech side made us a very strong like team overall to be backed so so they bet 80% was on the team uh 20% on the traction uh that is that is i think how they took the bet wow an amazing story yeah. like you know how you guys <laughs> planted this thing and the mesho story in between uh yeah so, man it was insane it's crazy man crazy. so uh so the rancho now i'll actually come to the question uh if you have to sure. uh, describe you know how uh, how was your y combinator experience life changing or maybe i'll simplify it for you tell me top 3 learnings from y combinator's program for you top 3 learnings one is be frugal till you find product market fit <laughs> and only focus on find, finding product market fit uh, all the rest around it is jargon um and the founders time should be focused just on that the second is learn how to communicate in a more succinct manner um brevity is something that why combinator pushes so much and it makes so much of sense that um that it's just incredible so brevity in in communication is um, the second point and the third point i think overall from a learning perspective uh, why combinator has given me is that a, okay yeah why combinator has given me an approach on how to think about building a startup so the approach of building a startup is very different from any other business so that particular approach around being very very customer focused being very very product focused um instead of being again um distracted by the number of things that founders can be distracted by was i think the biggest takeaway for me and uh, the way i approach my company and my product right now is uh, hell and heaven of a difference post yc hmm. also i feel uh, you know uh, because you're part of this unique by combinator community you actually get to network sure. with similar people who was equally ambitious in trying to do pushing the bound yeah, absolutely man i'm sure yep. you have a lot of friends you built for example ratan or like sagar from godach and i'm sure this is only happening yeah, yeah. of this amazing uh, opportunity which they give you to network 100% man 100% so uh, the community is insane man the community is yeah. insane i think it's extremely powerful it's extremely helpful um and you can reach out to anyone at any point of time i think the community is a huge value add from a yc perspective and the and and one like one thing on the side i'd like to mention mm. you realize that how big you think of yourself uh for no reason at all these guys who are our group partners they've sold billion dollar companies they are stars for the tech world already right and they are so humble uh the humility that they exude um is is unimaginable um and like hats off to them so you understand that you just create an image of yourself in your own head and like to live in that ecosystem 
but uh, the biggest guys are in fact the most humblest of all well said ganshu uh, and you know there's something interesting i'm just noticing in this uh, podcast you know i read about uh, sam altman you know how people sure. consider him as one of the youngest you know like um, millionaires and then went on to do some crazy things now he's working with by combinator sure. you know people mentioned there's something very interesting about this guy he is mm. someone who has maturity beyond his years when you talk to him he might just come across as a he looks like a 20 year old guy but he thinks like a 40 year old you know like a bain consultant sure. the way he exudes this you know the kind of maturity that also sure. feel you know while talking to you you have that understanding of you know a product though you're so young you're almost the same age man but you know the kind of uh, you know uh, the way you thought about your product given so much time iteration and hustled around so much you know you build that kind of maturity around your business which is amazing man hats off to you uh, so here thank you man uh, you're very you're very kind i would say <laughs> if you are uh that is that is all i'm going to say you're very kind to say that thanks man uh thanks for the compliment uh, so diranshu you know you know i feel uh, that you know most of the people have a turning point like i'll give you an example for me i took up squash and that really helped me you know in my college admission in an interview or any social event i go to right that is always my talking point that is squash so sure. what is your what is your talking point uh, you know what was that turning point for you you know which actually changed the way you know things operate around you now and that is your weapon hmm haven't i have a very different answer for this you know in in second year of college when i effectively started my social entrepreneurship venture wake up kid um that was my first taste of leadership in its truest sense uh because in college in even like in college or in school for that matter it's very structured form of leadership that your school captain and things like that but it's very structured you don't have to figure things out everything on your own but when you start your own startup you've got to figure out things everything on your own effectively and i was facing a lot of like challenges understanding because i have never done an internship in my life i've only hired interns from day one uh so i had no clue of how how to go about things um so so to understand how i can explore the leadership side of the journey i started reading a lot so i came across books like how to win friends and influence people uh i started reading books like influence a bunch of bunch of really good books i started reading and most of my college time the four hours in college that i have spent has been reading books itself like there's a bunch of books in sinzevia's college that have been confiscated under the vyanshu damani's name and are still kept there um primarily because i just read or slept in college those are the two things i did because i was either working at night or doing something at night so catching up on sleep or reading a book those are the two things primarily i did in college and coming across that amount of information um was actually a very big turning point uh it changed the way i thought about myself about the world about me as a leader and a bunch of other things so so books in particular is what i would highlight as the turning point uh in 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 my life got it got it uh now since you mentioned you read a lot uh, now this is where i want to now understand uh 
you know sure. you know a lot of people throw these big words like networking especially in business school it's always a mm. big word on linkedin people are just harping about you know the best thing to grow your network is to network sure i think since you're yep. the, you're crazily networked and connected with all kinds of people from venture capitalists investors startup founders social media influencers what is your way yep. to networking if you can share some insights how should you really network I think networking is like my one of my strongest um skill 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 sets out there. Um networking should not be looked as networking. Networking should be looked as primarily how can I go about adding value to a person's life. Um and uh, when you approach any individual with that kind of a mindset and for any reason at all that is when you win. Um I'm always out there and this is like what Gary V also talks about that give 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 and then ask and with the jab 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 and then hook I'm always out there offering people to connect with other people I say that hey you should definitely connect with this particular person if you have anyone that I can potentially connect you with whom you're trying to reach out to for quite some time and is in my network I'd be more than happy to do that um and adding value to people's lives in whatever format is what i am potentially looking at and that's the the core of networking i'll take an example of someone who's in my team right now and i hired her primarily for this reason so she'd been reaching out on my dms for quite some time to get an interview along with me uh um and uh, she'd reached out in multiple ways so i had i'd identified the name but then one day she came across an ad for tag mango and gave me feedback on the ad constructive feedback said that hey the vyanshu i came across this ad these are my thoughts around this particular thing uh you can potentially rethink on this ad set um and uh don't you if you take it um if you don't want to take the feedback and that is when she's provided me value without asking for anything i said that i took the screenshot i sent it to my team i said set up the interview with this girl and with the girls working along with me um that is at the the key essence of networking and once you've gotten your foot into the door uh, around networking itself mm-hmm. what's super important is that um wo hindi mein kya bolte hain usko um out of english mein bhi bolte hain out of sight out of mind matlab hindi mein kya out of sight english mein hi hai out of sight out of mind so um you have to constantly keep in touch with everyone you've met with so i i build google sheets of people i usually meet conversations i've had uh, and i try and give them update emails from time to time 6 months to a year down the road mm-hmm. that even when i've met someone back in college i still try and reach out to them saying that hey this is what i've been doing overall in the past few days or the past few months would just wanted to check in on you checking on your health uh, and whatever you're doing um hope everything's great just like just to put yourself out there and keeping that touch point open so that it's not that 5 years down the line when you're connecting the person doesn't even remember who you are um so that is like the second thing i would say if you do these one and two things i think uh, you'll build an immensely strong network um which brings value in all forms be it wealth be it connections be it times of emergency 
I mean, uh, it's just immense how how helpful a strong network can be. Right, right, man. That was some really good insights on networking, man. And thank you so much. I'm gonna use the same now for my uh, cheers, my, man. My own personal benefit. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Devyanshu. Uh, just one last question. I know you're a really busy guy. Please. Uh, if you have to, since you've been experiencing entrepreneurship, you have this journey since you passed out of Xavier in 2017. If there is something you need to succeed in entrepreneurship, what do you think? that quality is or that skill is nothing else you need man it's just great that's it um you just need to know how to hustle that's the only quality you need um in order to in order to even because it's so challenging every day as an entrepreneur as a founder it's extremely challenging uh so you just need to like just be at it um and have that what elon musk said that if you need motivation don't need a founder it don't be a founder uh, or don't start a business it's like it's it's very very true uh, you just need grit you just need to be at it there are i i usually right now i'm at a stage where my company is going extremely fast um the team is i don't even know the way the team is expanding um it's like every new day on the whatsapp group i see a new member has joined and i'm like oh yeah we we spoke to this person a month back and the person's joining in um and it's like driving a car in a dark tunnel with your headlights off that's what entrepreneurship exactly is um and you just have to like make sure that you've got the accelerator and the gear and everything right and you're always accelerating um if you miss out on the acceleration then you're then you are possibly you could lose you'll stop or you're going to crash uh so you just figure that piece out and just be at it that's all that's all that's needed around entrepreneurship man rashu nothing to insight nothing to insightful here man this is this is the honest truth <laughs> thanks for sharing this insight man